Welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're so glad to see you here. My name is Yvonne. And my name is Steph. <laughs> so today we are starting a new series called Christmas in Coatesville. So we are going to see how things are still relevant in the Bible today. So stuff that's going on in the Bible then, it's still relevant to today. Um, and we're also going to hear about hear from different people within the city who are impacting lives um, in the city of Coatesville for good. So it's going to be really awesome. I'm excited to hear from these people. I'm sure. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you yeah. excited too? She's excited. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. Mm -hmm. And uh, our goal for today's service is to help help you know. Um, that nothing is impossible to God. I think this is one of the greatest things that I love um, mm -hmm. listening to. And I believe like right now it is a something that we need to listen to and get ourselves grounded. Um, that uh, no matter where you find yourself in this moment, uh, God is able to work miracles. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no big or small miracles. There's always a miracle and God is working. He is right there next to you. Um, what kind of miracles is God working in your life right now? Or what miracle are you hoping to receive or that you're praying about it? Let us know. Uh, let us know through, uh, through a message, a private message. Mm -hmm. And let us know how we can pray with you, pray for that miracle. Uh, we're a church that we believe in miracles. And we know that there's nothing impossible for God. And uh, we're here to serve you. Make sure you text that phone. Uh, Text us uh, the phone number that we have, and we'll get to be part of your miracles. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. So our passage of scripture that um, we are going to be focusing on this morning comes out of the Gospel of Luke in chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. So I'm going to read that for us now. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Nice. Um, thank you for reading that. Sure. <laughs> Have you ever really thought about Mary in the Christmas story? Like how old was she? What was life like for her? What do we know about her? And we know she was a young girl. She's betrothed to Joseph. In other words, they're pretty serious. They're engaged, but not yet married. And it was common for young girls in that, those days to be betrothed at the age of like 13, 14 years old. Think middle school, early high school age. But God 
sends an angel to her. And he starts by saying, greetings, you who are highly favored. We'll come back to that in a little bit. But we're told that this greeting troubled Mary. She didn't know what it meant. Then the angel says, don't be afraid. And as we read this, we often think back about Zechariah and, and the fact that he was afraid when we, he saw the angel. And we project that fear on Mary. But the text does not say she was afraid. It says she was troubled. She was confused. She was filled with wonder. So what if we're reading it backwards? What if the angel told her not to fear because of the next thing he was about to say? Because it could be scary. He, he next is like, congratulations, you're gonna be a mama. I'll, I'll never forget the moment I found out I was gonna be a dad. Steph and I had been married for about six months at that point. She was working on an accelerated bachelor slash master's program and her school had a blood drive that day. But it been a few days late for her, if you know what I mean. And so she decides before giving blood to check first. I was in a meeting with our senior pastor when she calls and I answer and she yells, you impregnated me. Not romantic at all. We think of like these sweet stories and TV shows, but I think we both were processing the weight of knowing we were going to be parents. And we were excited, but at least for me, there was, it was countered by a level of fear. Now to give some context to Mary's story, it, it says explicitly in the story, she was a virgin. Pregnancy was impossible. But God chose to work through Mary to bless the world, to bring hope to the world. Thinking about the culture she was in as a girl and her situation getting pregnant, the best she could hope for was to become a social outcast. But at worst, she could be executed by her community. So Mary, don't be afraid. Those words fit well when the angel says you're gonna have a baby. Now today, young ladies, they don't necessarily fear execution for pregnancy in America today, but families and community pressure, those are still very real. And I wanted to get a better understanding of this and the struggles in Coatesville today for young moms. So this week I was able to connect with Marissa Del Silva to work through what does it look like for a young mom in Coatesville who finds out she's gonna be a parent? And, and what is Young Lives doing to serve these moms now? So check out this conversation. My name is Marissa De Silva, as he said, and I um, am the director of Young, Life, Young Lives in Chester County. And so I oversee our three ministries to teen moms, but get to directly work in the city of Coatesville um, with teen moms. So Young Life is a, um, or a ministry that's, it's a parachurch ministry. It's a parachurch ministry. Sorry about that. I wanted to make the beeping stop. Um, so Young Life is a parachurch ministry who's mission is to introduce adolescents to Jesus Christ. And so about 30 years ago, um, there was a, a woman who realized that their traditional programming doesn't fit the lifestyle of a teen mom. And so um, 
she started a branch of the ministry called Young Lives, which is really the goal is to walk alongside teen moms, um, to pair them with a mentor who will walk through life with them, walking through the ups and downs, basically just, just walking through life with them, being a support system, um, and meeting in groups to build community amongst them um, with the ultimate goal that we know there's a laundry list of people of things that people could say that any teenager needs, let alone a teenager who finds themselves as a mom. Um, but ultimately, we know that the most important thing that they need in their life is Jesus. And so our goal is to point them to their ultimate savior, the person who loves them more than any of us could love them and even more than their child could love them, um, Jesus Christ. Cool. So as, as, you're, as we're thinking about Christmas season, one of the connectors that uh, ultimately led to us having this conversation was the fact that Mary would have been... And, a teen mom, an unwed teen mom, and uh, just thinking through the social pressure she would have faced back then. But let's fast forward just to today. What are some of the pressures and struggles you see moms today in this community struggling with? Yeah, I mean, they are still um, teenage girls. And so it is a very interesting dynamic when you have a teenage girl who, just like most teenage girls that we see in the community, um, want to hang out with their friends and do all of these things. But now they have this child who's also requiring their time. And so they, they land in this really interesting place of, of the peer pressure still coming on them that a normal teenage mom will feel, but then also the pressure from the world as, hey, I'm a mom now. Um, I didn't mean to say teenage mom before, a normal teenage girl. And now as a mom, they're feeling all the mom pressure, mom guilt, all those things. Um, all the ladies out there who are listening to this, they know all the, the, the pressures that you feel as a mom. It's weird because they have to experience both. Mm -hmm. And they do so awesome not, also, uh, often not experiencing community. And mm -hmm. so I can remember I asked a girl one time, why do you like Young Lives? And she said, it's the first place I went that I could be around other women and not feel judged. She said, I go to school and I'm judged for the girl who, who got pregnant. I go to the park with my kid to take them to play and the other moms look at me because they see how young I am. Um, and so they're, they're just living in this dynamic where they don't have that community that we all know that we were created to live in and thrive in. And so um, that's kind of like the biggest, they, they experience both pressures. And then on top of that, like most of them are single moms. And so whether they have... Um, family support or not is, is, is different depending on which mom we're talking about. And so um, how am I going to provide for my family? How am I going to make sure that there is food on the table for my kid? How am I going to make sure that there is a roof over our heads to keep us safe and warm um, are all things that they experience. I feel like you're speaking our language this morning. <laughs> so we have, we have a process we want to walk people through. And like you've walked right through it, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. It starts with, we want people to meet God. Mm -hmm. Then we want to help them find freedom. And we've said, oh, we keep saying that we only find freedom through community. Mm -hmm. But then you were talking, moms aren't cookie cutter. They're all unique. They're all, and what we, our third step is helping people discover what their purpose is. Mm -hmm. So now that we recap that, let's transition into Maybe my last question for you, uh, which is if 
if this conversation is tugging on someone's heartstrings right now and they're like, you know what, I need to find out more about this ministry and how I can serve it, serve young lives, what, what should they do? So obviously you can ask DJ, he's got all my contact information. This is my favorite thing to talk about. I love talking about what I get to do. Um, my favorite thing to do is spend time with teen moms, but my favorite thing to talk about is um, how awesome they are and how, what a privilege it is to walk alongside them. So um, get my contact information from DJ or else um, you can also go to our website. I will make sure that you guys have a link to that, that hopefully, I don't know, we'll maybe it, we'll, we'll edit it in. Perfect. Yeah. It'll be editing. It'll be right there for you guys that you guys <laughs> um, can check it out and see um, what we have going on. Um, but we would love uh, women and honestly, men, if your hearts are, are tugged, like there are some behind the scenes things and stuff like that. And um, who knows, maybe our first ministry to teen dads through um, young lives would happen through some gentlemen who are hearing this and having their hearts strings pulled. So we would, I would love to connect with you. Awesome. And definitely if anybody knows any uh, teen moms that needs that community, need that connection, we want to connect them with you also. Please and thank you. That, um, that's the hardest part is finding the teen moms. They often go oh, into yeah. hiding. So, so help, help me find them if you know them. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, thank you for joining us today. Um, thank you. Yeah. I loved being able to connect with Marissa and hear about the amazing work she's doing with young moms in Coatesville. She brings hope to them in such a real and tangible way. Her ministry is just one of the many ways that as I look around the city, I can confidently say nothing is impossible for God. And about seven years ago, I had a I was leading a group of students and I was praying for them the one morning and I started praying for one in particular and I had an experience that was not normal for me. In my mind, but not in my mind, but in my mind, I saw her in a bathroom crying, looking at a pregnancy test. And at this point, she's 16 years old, was a, was a student leader within the youth ministry. And I felt like God said to her, said to me, to go tell her, I'm not done with you yet. So I did what any sane, very rational-minded person would do. I ignored the experience. But fast forward a little later in that morning, I found out from her mom, she was in fact pregnant. Now that changes the situation a little bit and my faith grew. And I went and I sat down with her and I, I was able to look her in the eye and tell her that day what I wanna tell you. It doesn't matter what your situation is. God is not done with you. Yeah, you know why? Because nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. God took a teenage virgin. He had her not only have a child, but her fiance, who knew he wasn't the dad, stuck around and decided, you know what, I'm gonna raise this kid anyway. Then he brought wealthy men from a distant land to give really expensive gifts to this baby right before the, the government officials start trying to find him and execute them and they narrowly escape. There's a lot of moving parts in the Christmas story, but you know what? God worked them all out perfectly because nothing is impossible for God. And whatever your situation you find yourself in today, whatever moving parts you think are too big for God, 
God can handle it. You know why? Because nothing is impossible for God. That declaration that the angel made to Mary, when she said, how can this be? I'm still a virgin. Nothing is impossible for God, is what the angel said. So how do we get to this place in our lives where the impossible becomes possible? The first thing you need to do is accept God's grace. See, as Gabriel appears to Mary, he starts by saying, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And at first glance, these, these words may be discouraging for some people. Yeah, well, uh, everything worked out for her because God liked her and stuff, but I don't think God likes me. God hates me. He, he's always making bad stuff happen to me. And we, we sometimes have that attitude. But now let's be honest with ourselves. If you're like 15 years old or older, probably 90% of the bad things that you would blame God for are stuff you set up yourself. Between relationships we choose, the decisions we make, to the shortcuts we try taking, thinking they're gonna make it better and they don't, to the way we spend our money, a lot of the problems we have in life are self-inflicted. And I do wanna be careful here because there are people with real hurts and real wounds that are not their fault. And I don't wanna say like those things don't matter or discredit those because that can be more hurtful. But we do have to make the choice on letting our past experiences, are they gonna hold us back or are they going to drive us forward? And regardless of that, when we look at what Gabriel said to Mary. He said, you who are highly favored. Let me tell you, God offers that title to you also. The word favored in Greek is essentially the same word that we translate as grace. Another way of maybe translating this passage would be greetings, you who are living in the grace of God. If you've accepted Jesus as your personal savior and have a relationship with him, that same title is transferred to you also. Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. It's not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. Mary had not earned this title, and neither can you. But it still can be yours. You can receive the grace of God in your life and have him see you as highly favored. Gabriel also called Mary someone who God was with. But if you're living in that grace of God, if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, when you stepped into that grace, God came to live with you. Ephesians 1:13 says, and you were included with Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption for those who are in God's possession to the praise of his glory. When you accepted Jesus as your savior, or if you haven't, when you choose to, God immediately send the Holy Spirit to be with you. And that Holy Spirit's a deposit. He's the start to a guarantee of what's going to come. And, and Steph and I, this week, we're really excited. We're closing on a home. We finally were able to buy a home in the Coatesville area. But when, when we signed the agreement of sale, it required us to give a check 
guaranteeing we would actually buy the home. It was a deposit check. And if we walk away, we lose the money. God said, my guarantee that you'll be with me in eternity is that I will send myself as the Holy Spirit to perpetually be with you as you live life. And the Holy Spirit, he, he reminds you of what is good. He convicts you of what is bad. He gives you the strength to overcome any temptation that can come, and he helps provide you with special gifts and abilities to do the work that God is calling you to do. And right now, I want to look you in the eye as much as I can through a camera and say, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Knowing and understanding that and really believing that it's the starting place to living a life that nothing is impossible for God. But the next thing I want to encourage you to do is strive for God's will. See, after Gabriel told Mary that nothing was impossible for God, do you know how she replies? Luke 1.38, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. See, sometimes, something that comes off as a Christian cliche, but it's very true, is the idea that the safest place to be is in God's will. And it's true. And there are times that God will lift his hand of protection from us, and he'll let us be pushed beyond what we can bear on our own so we can learn to rely on him. And there are, there are those times that he'll lead us to the edge of an impossibility to show us that he can work miracles. Sometimes he allows us to hit rock bottom so we learn to let him be the firm foundation in our lives. But we need to make the decision of saying, I am the Lord's servant. And as the Lord's servant, we don't, we don't choose the quick fix. We choose the righteous path. As the Lord's servant, we, we don't build our own glory. We build his glory. As the Lord's servant, we don't look for an instant comfort because we take comfort in knowing the best is yet to come. And I read this week that uh, an author wrote that living in the will of God is simple. See, we just choose to make three things happen in all our lives. If we want to be in the will of God, we're prayerful, faithful, and available. Prayerful, believing that God has something better in store and that he will work. We're faithful, doing what is right where we are now. And we're available, being ready when God moves to step into whatever he's calling us to next. Now, living in God's will is simple. But let me tell you, it's not always easy. But remember, nothing is impossible for God. And I asked earlier, or we asked earlier, what miracle do you need in your life right now? And I want to come back to that. Because I believe God works miracles, and he can work a miracle in your life too. I'd encourage you to make sure that you're living in his grace and that you are striving for his will. And I want to pray for you for that right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you and lift up everybody watching this live stream. I pray no matter what situation is before them, you just build confidence in them knowing that you are a God who is able 
You're able to do immeasurably more than we can ask, more than we can imagine that you long to do a work. And I pray that you help us position ourselves for your blessing and for your grace. Pray this in your name. Amen. this morning's service and that it was a blessing to you to learn a little bit about Young Lives as well. So thank you so much, Young Lives, for all that you're doing for the community of Coatesville. We appreciate what you do. Um, so if you have never accepted Jesus as your savior, you heard about what that is like this morning. And I just encourage you, if there's nothing holding you back from making that choice to follow Jesus today, I encourage you, take that step. Um, there is There are no certain requirements that you have to have to be able to be a follower of Jesus. So if you have questions about that, text the word Jesus to 610-590-8550. We'd love to talk to you about what it looks like to follow Jesus, what it looks like to have a relationship with him, why it is just so awesome to be um, in that relationship with him. So yeah, make sure you do that if you have any questions. Yeah, and um, if there's something we can pray with you. I know that you probably have uh, more questions. How you want to be, how do you want to accept Jesus? How do I pray? How do I do? If you have any uh, questions, make sure you text us to 610-590-8550. Um, we will, uh, we're here to help. We're here to pray with you. Um, I know we, uh, the message talk about miracles and how God works. Um, and if you have something that you have a miracle that you are praying for, you're not alone. We're here to pray with you, to believe with you. Uh, you can always text, uh, private messages, uh, share a post. Uh, you can reach us anyway, and we'll be glad to pray with you. Yeah, absolutely. And also, your generosity is what um, helps us to be able to serve people within the city of Coatesville. So we just invite you to give towards the ministry here this morning. Um, you can give online through our website, you can give through the app, you can give by mail. So um, we just would encourage you, invite you to come alongside us in this journey of City Wall Church with us. Yep. And just to close today's um, service, I would like to pray for everyone. Um, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for all your blessings, for everything that you're doing within within us and within this city father um thank you so much for young lives and whatever all all the things that they are doing and the way that they're blessing our community father i pray that everybody who listened to this message that you touch their hearts that you will guide them through the week and all those miracles and all those prayers that they are praying father i i put them in your hands I know that you're working and you are blessing their lives, Father. I bless everyone and through their week, in the name of Jesus, amen.